0: We're so thankful that uh, God has seen fit to allow us to have Brother Brent Vinson and his family with us from Carthage, Tennessee. I want you to stand to your feet, if you will, and let's welcome the man of God as he comes to bring the word of the Lord to us. God bless Brother Vinson.
1: There's a miracle waiting in this place tonight. My Lord, from the moment that the the first key was struck, all the worship that's going on in the altar, all of the tears that I've seen shed, there's been some individuals in this place, you came prepared. You came prepared. You came expecting. And I have no doubt, being in the presence of an almighty God, that he can meet that expectation. My Lord, so honored to be here, so honored to be behind this pulpit. I, I was standing over here on the side, and I looked up here, and, and I imagined how many anointed men of God have stood behind this, behind this desk. I give honor to every man of God that's preceded me before this moment. We need the ministry. We need the ministry. We need the fivefold ministry. We need them in this hour, this day we're living in. I, I give honor to your pastor, your bishop. My, my Lord. I don't know if y'all know how good you really got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, uh, the Vasquez, I got to connect with him. He took me out to eat. That won my, that won my good graces right there. Lord have mercy. It's, a, it's an honor to get to stand next to these men. Um, there was a time in my life, there was a day as I was growing up, that things like this were not ever possible. None of this was foreseen. None of this was expected. And yet, there's something about when the Lord steps in and takes the clay. Begins to mold some things. I give honor to all the ministry here. Uh, wonderful praise and worship. Wonderful media team. I've gotten to meet some of you guys. You guys are a tremendous blessing, not only to me and my family, but to this church, this community. You guys are a blessing. I've heard a whole lot about Bethlehem Church. A lot of good things. Sometimes when you say that, everybody's like, "Oh no!" What, what? A lot of good things. Um, I give honor to my wife over here. She's sitting over here. My wife and and. My five-year-old Adler and and my one-year-old Hensley such a uh, such a blessing to me Uh, last May in the middle of a pandemic the Lord called us to full-time evangelism and I left my job and the Lord moved on us to sell everything at 28 years old that sounds ridiculous (laughs) but I trust the Lord and I've learned that when I put my trust in him he never fails he never fails. He never fails. Hallelujah, Sister Wilson, wherever she, where she's at over here, and Sister Vasquez for putting up with these guys back here. Lord Jesus, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Hallelujah, give them honor. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to dig into the Word tonight. I, uh, the Lord has has placed a burden on me for this church almost two weeks ago when Pastor uh, asked of. Uh, Me to potentially come and to preach here tonight, the Lord quickly began to move something in my spirit for this place, and uh, I want to obey Him. Is that all right? Is that all right with you guys? I want to obey Him. The book of Esther tonight. The book of Esther. The book of Esther, chapter number five. We're going to begin reading in verse number one, and I'm just going to read three verses tonight. I don't want to be one of those evangelists, (laughs) one of those guys. book of Esther chapter number five verse number one. The Bible tells us that it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house and it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther, and what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to half the kingdom to half the kingdom. I want to preach tonight finding favor, finding favor. I do believe this is a subject that has been preached in many pulpits and many places, but I feel an unction in the Holy Ghost tonight to let somebody know that you still have favor, that you still have favor. Let's lift our hands and begin to pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful, God. Lord, to have walked in this place and know that you're here, Lord Jesus, to know that your presence is here. Lord, to know, God, that you've walked in, Lord, and there are miracles in this place. Lord, there's delivering power in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, there's a fresh anointing God. Turn over the cruise, Lord, and let the oil begin to flow in this house right now. Lord, on the drug addict, Lord Jesus, let it flow, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, on the broken heart right now, let it flow, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, turn the situations around and let your anointing move. Anoint me tonight, Lord Jesus, to preach the word, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. can be seated tonight. The book of Esther, in the book that it is in, the book that it is, um, I've always viewed Esther as, as a book in the Word that we could literally take out. We could remove it. Uh, and it really doesn't seem to have a whole lot of input. It doesn't seem to have anything really important spiritually. It's more of a story. The, the name of God is not even mentioned in the book of Esther. Um, mostly just historical facts that have been looked back on and, and as I began to read and I was studying about certain things in the book of Esther the Lord began to reveal some spiritual things to me that uh, that I had not really dealt with in my own life and I believe the scripture is still to be true that uh, when you read the Word of God spiritually that you can discern things spiritually that you can feel things in the Word of God spiritually I believe there's still power in the word regardless of what book it is, regardless of where it's located on the page. I believe that I can open the word and I can hear his voice. I believe that it can echo from the throne room into my heart. I still believe that. But as I began to read the story of Esther, and I don't want to take too much time to to dig into the story, but we find uh, a king by the name of Xerxes or Ahasuerus, uh, the king of the Persian Empire, that has found reason to search for a new queen and a decree goes out to begin to pull women in, young virgins in from the outer banks of the empire and bring them in to Shushan the palace and these captives that have been brought in are placed in front of this king and, and this king is walking down this line and he's looking and he's trying to find the one that pleases him the most. and. Esther stands out to him. The Bible tells us in previous chapters that when he looked upon her that she found grace and favor already at the beginning of this thing. Already found the grace and the favor in his eyes and so he selects her and makes her queen over the Persian empire. We also find a story, find scripture in a chapter on a man by the name of Haman. How many of us know who Haman is in the word? Haman being a man that is all about power. And if we've ever been living in a time where there's power-hungry individuals, it's right now. We've got individuals not just in government, but even down to our very lives and personal connections that we have that we know for a fact are all about the power. They they want power. They want to have their name in lights. They want to be a somebody, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to be that somebody. I remember working a full-time job and how quickly others would step on others to get themselves up to a higher promoted position and how quickly that we would kick someone out from under the the legs they're standing on to make sure that I got the promotion and how quickly we would run families into the ground so that our family could be lifted higher up. I've seen those things firsthand and I've seen the destruction that it causes. I've seen the destruction that it causes and I, I read about Haman and I began to see unfolding the very power that man seems to crave. Haman craved it. He craved that attention. He craved that position. And as Haman goes forward, he begins to make decree. He, he begins to hate a man by the name of Mordecai, which just so happens to be Esther's cousin. Esther's cousin that is raising her because Esther's mother and father are, I believe they've passed away at this point. I, they're not present in her life. And Mordecai being already in the king's court being already in position haman begins to hate him haman builds up a resistance towards him and haman begins to conspire not only to destroy mordecai but to set a law in the land to destroy all of mordecai's people all of the nation of israel all of the jews in the land and so the law goes forward he comes to king ahasuerus and begins to lay down some things to him if we Destroy this people if we can eliminate this people their laws are not our laws their ways are not our ways we we can do better in this kingdom if we do without them And I want to make sure, and I know that I'm live right now, but this United States needs to know the only reason it is blessed right now is because there's an apostolic church still alive and well that's worshiping the King of Kings. The only reason this nation is still blessed is because there's some men and women of God that still believe in the doctrine of truth, that still believe it takes the name of Jesus, that still believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That is the only reason this nation is still blessed. Is because somebody's got a prayer life. And yet I see a nation around us right now with an agenda to push out the word of God. To push out the nature of God. To push out those that believe the word of God because it goes against culture. It goes against society and the direction that this world is going. It goes against every bit of that. And such a reflection of today that I can read in this very book. To know that the king in the pride that he's in says, let's do it. Let's get rid of this people. Let's operate the way we want to without resistance from people that don't follow the same laws that we're trying to set. And so the law is is placed and Haman begins to, uh, I think there's a conniving going on in his mind. But the scripture tells us in verse number 10 of chapter 3 that the king himself took off the ring from his finger and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadetha the Adjagite, the Jew's enemy. He took off that ring, and that ring, as I was praying, the Lord began to reveal to me that ring represented authority. That ring represented that no matter what direction Haman went, he had the authority of the king to make decisions. He had the authority of the king to move some chess pieces on the table, so to say. And whenever somebody saw that ring, they realized that it wasn't just Haman there, but whatever Haman said was word from the king. He represented the king. He was the image of the king. And as he walked these streets and he's got this ring on his hand, I can't help but imagine Haman finally getting that fulfillment, finally getting that, that, that tickling of, of his, of his uh, ego, I guess, to let him feel like he's important to let him feel like I finally reached the point where I've got power and I'm a somebody and people know my name and I can tell people what to do and they got to do it. I can finally get to the point where I can set things in motion without having to have permission necessarily, that I can do it myself. And he's walking these streets and I believe he's got that hand held high. Y'all know people that's got that that power hunger just just waving it, just out out and right in front of people. That that's all they're about. That's what they're about. That's what they're about. And he's walking around this ring on his hand, and he wants to make sure people see his authority. And what the Lord struck me the most was that the whole time Haman's out on the street, and he's trying to show the world he's big and bad, and he's trying to show the world that he's got authority from the king. Esther's in the throne room learning how to win his favor. The whole time Haman's out on the street concerned about everybody seeing who he is. Esther's in the throne room learning how to represent the king better. Learning how to please the king better. Learning what it takes to represent him. Learning what it takes to be the royalness that she was called to. Learning what it takes to be the queen of a kingdom. She's not out on the street flaunting her stuff. Haman's out building up his name. She's learning how to build up the king's name. I don't know if y'all get where I'm going right now. I want some of y'all to strap in because as I was standing over here, the Lord began to reveal some things to me about some individuals in this place. And there's a hunger inside of you. There's a hunger in, in nature, in our nature, in our sin nature. And if we don't if we don't slay that thing fully, if we don't completely change fully, that nature rises back up that says, I'm looking for something for me. I'm looking for my name to be important. But the whole time, there's an anointing hidden inside of you that says, if you'll learn how to please the king, if you'll learn how to be the one he called you to be, stop worrying about where you're at. Stop worrying about the peril that you want to be on and start finding a place in the throne room start finding a place at the feet of the king and say Lord what can I do to make you look better what can I do to glorify your name (laughs) Esther learning everything that she can and such, such a coincidence that she's placed where she is at the time that she is How God just works that out. How God just works it out. That some of us sitting here today had no chance of salvation where we were at. Had no chance of even having value until we were introduced to the master. Until the king called us out of darkness into his marvelous light and he found reason, he found value where I didn't see it. He found value where maybe someone else didn't see it, but he could look into my future and he could say, I've gotta pull you out of this mess now because I've got a kingdom that I need you in. I've got a portion of the kingdom you can affect. I've got a kingdom that I can place you in. I can take you off the streets and put you in the palace. And as this decree goes forth, word reaches Mordecai, and Mordecai gets word to Esther, the queen, that there's destruction coming to our people. And if, you, if, any, if, if there's ever been a reason, if there's ever been a time, Esther, that you could step up and do something, now is that time. If there's ever been a moment that our people needed saving, it's right now. If there's ever been a moment that we needed revival in the nation, it's right now. And my God, Esther was placed just at the right place at the right time for such a time as this, the Bible tells us, that she was brought into the highest of courts so that her voice could be heard. Some of y'all don't know, I'm my Lord, the reason you're sitting where you're sitting and you've got the suit on that you do and you've got the authority in the kingdom of God and prayer life that you do is because you've got a voice for this hour, for this time to affect a soul. You've got souls around you that are needing salvation and he's given you a voice. He's given you a chance. Esther sets a fast out And and we get to the verses where we're at now It came to pass on the third day Esther put on the royal apparel There's something about the next time I get in the presence of the king That that first time I was lost and undone That that first time I was captive That first time I didn't know what it meant To represent the king holy I didn't know what it meant to represent him In holiness and, and a glorified relationship But there's something about the second time When he's pulled me out of my mess I began to realize how to represent him I began to realize how to put on the royal apparel to please him. It's not about me. It ain't about the church. It's about representing the king of kings. It's about representing his power, his authority, his mercy, his grace, his love. Thank God. Thank God for holiness. How many can amen me? My God. My Lord. And here Esther... Puts on the royal apparel. She stands in the inner court, a place that she was not lawfully supposed to be. But every ounce of her knew that if I go in here and I die for this, then I die. But I've gotta get into the presence of the king because there's a people relying on me, my God. I've gotta get into the presence of the king because there's a nation that's dying around me. I've gotta get into the presence of a king because there's children being lost in this world. I've gotta get into the presence of the king because my family's falling apart. I've gotta get to the presence of the king because the church needs revival. And as she walks in, as she walks in to the throne room, in front of all the king's constituents, so out of place, so out of place, but walks in with a determination, walks in, walks up to the king, and the the king had every reason, every right to deny her. I want want some of y'all, my God, (laughs) remember where you came from. If your story right now could be plastered up on this wall for everybody to see, what a story that would tell. Remember how out of place you were. Remember how insignificant you felt like you were. And then I want you to think about everything the Lord has drugged you out of. I want you to remember everything that he brought you out of so that you can have a purpose. Not so that your name could be up in lights, but so that you could win something so that you could be the victor for once so that you could get back up after the enemy knocked you down and be able to keep walking and be able to keep shouting and be able to keep dancing before him i saw some victory my god right here in this altar tonight some people that you know where god brought you from and you're dancing without chains on your feet anymore you're dancing without that addiction in your life anymore That pornography's gone. The alcohol is gone. The cigarettes are gone. My God, you've been set free. Walks into the throne room, looks at the king, and the king stretches out that scepter of approval. All because the king found favor. He found favor. As we fast forward, We fast forward into the word to, I believe it's chapter chapter number 7. We find that Queen Esther had recommended and and requested of the king to hold a banquet and invited Haman to the banquet. Haman, the one that's setting out this decree to destroy the nation of Israel. Esther wants it to be her, the king, and Haman, and so they have this banquet in chapter 7, and And as everything is beginning to unroll, she had not at this point revealed to the king who she was. She had not revealed to the king that she was a Jew. But now more than ever, she stands before him and says, I got to let you know something. I am one of those. I am one of those that's being destroyed right now. There's a law that's been set in order to destroy my people. And the king looks at her and says, who has set this law? She turns around and she points to Haman. She says, it's this wicked man, Haman, here. And the king, of course, he leaves the tent and he's furious. He's furious about it. And all that's left in the tent is Esther and Haman. And they're standing there. And I believe it was probably an awkward silence at first because Haman started recognizing he's in trouble. There's an awkward silence. And then all of a sudden the Lord showed me something I never paid attention to before. Haman standing in this tent, I believe he still had the ring of authority on his hand. I believe he still had every ounce of authority at that moment because he had that ring on his hand. But there's something that happens in this tent. He, 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 he gets down on his knees. And he begins to beg, the one with the authority, the one with the authority from the king begins to beg the one with favor for his own life. Gets down on his knees knowing that he's got the king's authority on his hand but recognizes that the authority could only go so far. But the favor was what had the king. The favor was what caught the king's eye. It wasn't the authority on his hand, but it was the favor Esther was winning in the throne room. The one with authority got on his knees and said, Save me. Save me. It only, uh, oh my God. Authority will only take you so far. I, I wish I knew who I was talking to right now. And I realize where I'm at, and I realize i might get getting some trouble right in here, but I, I'm, I'm just going by the Holy Ghost right now. Authority's only going to get you so far. Authority alone might do you some good for a little while, but if you don't get some favor from God, that authority can change. If you don't get some favor from the king sitting on the throne, that authority can go away. My God. I want you to know something. When I have the king's authority, I have his ear. But when I have the king's favor, I've got his heart. My God, the king's authority can intimidate, but the king's favor can restore a nation. The, thing, the king's authority can impact agendas, but the king's favor can impact a whole nation. The king's authority is limited, but the king's favor is limitless. Y'all go ahead and stand. I'm getting ready. I'm getting closer to closing than you think. I try not to be one of them long winded because I feel like the Lord's wanting to do a work in this place. I feel like the Lord's wanting to put somebody, my God. So I'll, just, I'll be honest with you. I'm an evangelist. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about me. It's taken God eight years to take me off of my pedestal and put me back in captivity a couple of times to realize where I came from and to realize I am not anybody unless I've got the favor of God. I'm a nobody if I don't got the favor of God. I'm a nobody if I don't have his favor. The king's authority, I want y'all to listen to this, the Lord gave these to me. The king's authority will get you a position, but the king's favor is going to get you a crown. A church that simply has authority is going to be popular. A church that's got authority in a city and everybody knows about that church. Everybody knows they've got authority and they're a good church. They're, they'll be popular. They'll be popular. But a church that learns how to operate in the favor of God is going to have the power. I'm trying to keep myself reserved right now, my God. God's favor will outweigh all opposition. God's favor ain't fair, y'all. God's favor is not fair in the slightest bit. And I'm going to tell you right now what I feel after talking with pastor as we were sitting down, we were eating, we were conversating, we were cutting up, having a good time. We went to Lowe's. He, cho- he showed me how to shop for screws at Lowe's. And then we went to Walls out in New Albany and he showed me how to shop for a belt. I'm wearing it right now. Praise God. Glory to God. That's revival right there. That's confirmation. As we were talking and he began to tell me about this church and began to tell me about some things that you guys have had to go through. He didn't go into any details. But last year during the pandemic, the hit that this church took, the absolute destructiveness of a sickness that came into this place. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the church that has favor that in the midst of a pandemic can have revival. It's a people in an apostolic church with the favor of God that says when every other denomination and every other church is shutting down, you got people going down in the name of Jesus. You got people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm just going to go on record and tell Bethlehem Church right now, right here in Potts Camp, Mississippi, you've been living in some favor. I'm promising you. I feel it in this place. You've been living in some favor. But God's about to take you to a new level of the favor. He's about to fulfill the capacity of favor in your life in this church. He's about to pour it out like you never felt it, like you've never seen it. There's something about serving a God, my Lord, that in the beginning He was. He was before Abraham. He is the Alpha and the Omega, He is the beginning and the end, the first, the last. He is my Jehovah Jireh, He is my Jehovah Nisi. But my God, when the Creator of all things looks down in the midst of my captivity and says, I'm going to put you in my palace. I'm going to take you out of your addiction. I'm going to take you out of the bitterness. I'm going to take you out of the jealousy. I'm going to take you out of the anger in your life. I'm going to take you out of the sickness in your body. And I'm going to put you in the throne room. I'm going to give you authority within the favor. I'm going to tell you what I feel right now. And we're going to light this thing up if that's all right. My Lord in the name of Jesus. Some of you young men, as I, was, as I was praying in the prayer room, I don't know any of you guys. I don't know any of you guys. But I do know there's some ministry right here. I get it. I understand. <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> but if you can decide right now, right now where you're at, that you're not worried about authority, that you're not worried about being behind a pulpit, that you're not worried about people seeing you or hearing your name, and you get down in the throne room and you get God's favor on your life, you're going to have a revival that can't nobody else have. There's broken families outside this door that can be affected more by your prayer life than by you coming up and announcing who you are to them. My God, there's a prayer room back there. I felt the Holy Ghost begin to flood that room. Don't nobody care about me. I was was worthless. I'm going to give a testimony if that's all right. My Lord, I feel this. I was worthless. I was lost. I'm a third generation apostolic and I knew what it meant to sit on the pew, die going to hell. I knew exactly what it meant to go through the motions to make everybody else happy. I knew what it meant to put on the front so that everybody thought everything was okay. But inside I was dying. Inside I was dying. And one night at my house, after some storms and some battles that we had went through, My family had went through that I had went through. Nobody was around. My brother had, he was a security guard. He had a gun in his room. And I walked into that room with every intention of taking my life. I was done. I quit. I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm always going to be the loser. I'm always going to be captive. I'm always going to be bound by this thing. And I've been raised on a farm. I knew how to load a gun. I loaded that pistol. I stuck it in my mouth. And I pulled the trigger. That's my testimony. Brother Brent, how is that possible? You're standing right here. Out of the eight rounds in that gun, it just so happened the one in the chamber was the dud. Because God reached down and put his finger right in front of it and said, you've got a calling on your life. I still got to use you. I still need you. He took a wretch like me that was worthless. And he put favor on my life. He's put favor on my family. When we didn't have a dollar in the bank, my God. He provided, not because I authoritatively said, Lord, make it happen. But because I found a place with him and I said, God, I can't do this on my own. God, I'm nothing without you. I don't just want authority. I don't just want authority to cast out spirits. I want your favor so that that spirit knows who I am. My God. I want you to lift your hands right now. We're going to press into this thing. My God. My God. he Lord, don't look around at nobody else. You ain't worried about the other person's favor. Don't worry about their name. Don't worry about their authority. God's calling you right now. He's calling you out right now. My God. Lord, let the favor seep into my children. Let me show my children what it means to have your favor, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Here, keep pressing, keep pressing, keep pressing. Don't give up now. Step out of the ordinary for a minute. Step out of routine. Oh my God. Sataya. Some of y'all walk into this place tonight and you've got a chain on your ankle. My God. You can only press so far into the throne room because it's like the enemy's always tugging you back. What if I told you tonight, and I know it's said every night, every time we're in church, but what if I told you tonight that you could go home free of that thing? Oh, that's cliche, Brother Brent. Every preacher says that, every evangelist. Not everybody means it sometimes. Sometimes it's a good fluff. You can put in a message, makes everybody feel good. But I'm telling you right now, my God, he's walked through these doors and he's standing in this altar right now and he's waiting for somebody to reach out for him. My God, walk in the full favor. I hear him speaking this, walk in my full favor walk in my full favor in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord I give my character to you Lord I give my personality to you Lord I give my past to you Lord I give my depression to you Lord I give the oppression to you Lord in the name of Jesus you don't need the pain pills you need favor my God, you don't need that promiscuous relationship. You need favor. Oh. Jesus. Jesus. Y'all got to quit looking around. I see some of y'all looking around. I'm trying my best right now. God wants to pour his favor out on you. Don't look at nobody else. Look at you. Look within you. Look at your heart. Where's your heart at right now? That's it. I see some tears flowing now. Where's your heart at right now? Jesus. Jesus. Lord, I want to be a better preacher, but I need your favor. Lord, I want to be a better singer, but I need your favor. Lord, I want to be a better teacher, but I need your favor. That's it. Let the voice of the Holy Ghost fill this house right now. The Lord wants to speak. He wants to speak right now. He come Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. The sis right here behind you, ma'am, there's a miracle on her shoulders right now. I don't know what in the world the issue is. Can some of you ladies lay your hands on her in the name of Jesus? There's a miracle on your shoulders, sis, right now in the name of Jesus. The glory of God is setting on you. That's it right there. Give in to it. Give into it in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, my God. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus my brother right here in the gray suit the Lord has girded you my Lord he has wrapped his arms around you himself and girded you with the word my God in the name of Jesus if you can be broken for him right now my Lord he's going to begin to flow of oh my there's an anointing that he's tapped into just for you oh that's it right there let it go let it go he ara la boho sataya Oh Jesus He ara la bakor ya Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Ha la da bokor ya tayala boho tanasha press in press in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus 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 in the name of Jesus my Lord, somebody's tapping into a well right now. See, (laughs) this is what usually happens. I'm going to say this and we're getting ready to turn this thing back over. This is what usually happens. We make it to the door of the throne room. In the midst of altar service, when God is moving, we make it to the door of the throne room. And we say, God it took everything for me to get here so I'm going to stay right here I'm going to hang out at the door because at least I know I'm in the palace my God, but Esther said Lord, I know I'm at the door but I know the only way this nation can be saved is if I get in the throne room is if I make it in your presence So why don't you press beyond the door? Why don't you step into this thing? Sister, right, Yeah. You've been waiting on the Lord to prove some things to you. You've been waiting on Him to answer some prayers, and you've not seen the results. But what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now, my Lord, in the name of Jesus, He's about to prove every bit of Himself to you. My God. He hotaya. My Lord, if you could get vulnerable with him for just a second. Open yourself up to him. He's about to prove himself right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, don't quit praying, don't quit praying. My Lord, I I feel like there's still some vessels right here that are empty. The Lord's wanting to fill somebody up. my
0: god
1: kana no hotaya sana jesus jesus jesus, jesus. Omra mahasata over to the musicians and we're going to press into this thing I'm just crazy enough to believe that we haven't reached the full favor yet I'm just crazy enough to believe that there's still some broken pieces laying in this altar right now that need to be put back together some hurt hearts, some hurt emotions we can put on the shout we can put on the dance we can play the perfect part but then we go home and cry ourselves to sleep We go home and everybody and their mama has gotten on social media and run us into the ground. We go home and we hear nothing but negativity all around us. The best place that you can find yourself is in the altar of an apostolic church in the 21st century. This atmosphere right here, and y'all know it, y'all felt it before. This atmosphere is charged for absolute supernatural moves of God. There is no reason that I should go home with a burden. There's no reason I should go home with an addiction. There's no reason I should go home with insecurity. He has taken you from captivity out of the streets when you were lost and undone. And he's found favor in you. young ladies right here in the center my god it's like every time i looked right here the lord is trying to pour something out i want y'all to lift your hands right now you have got favor in his eyes in the name of jesus i don't know what the miracle is that's stirring right here in the midst of these young ladies but god is trying to do a work right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name that's it right there press 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 get the favor get the favor get the favor that's it I want some of the elders, some of the elder ladies filled with the Holy Ghost, come and lay hands on these young ladies. My God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, from generation to generation, we're going to pass on this favor.
0: And we thank God for I think three filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. One baptized in Jesus' name tonight. Amen. You know, you want me to tell you, you want me to tell you the secret formula that Esther used, that Esther used to get favor. You want me to tell you the secret? revelation, she just walked up to him. What's special? What's some magical you know, secret handshake to get something? She just walked up to him. When you've got a king that wants you in his presence you don't have to do some fancy weird ritual to get close to him. All you got to do is walk up to him. Amen. Why don't we walk up to him one more time by lifting our hands in praise and thanking him for the wonderful blessing of the Lord that he's poured out in this place. What a wonderful day we've had. I think we baptized four in Jesus' name so far. I think we have four filled with the Holy Ghost today. What a great day. What a great day. Amen. Thank you, brother and sister Vincent, for being with us tonight. Be sure you greet them and let them know how happy you are that they've come. Amen. You're welcome to fellowship and pray as long as you like, and you can be dismissed in Jesus' name.